Okay, are we ready? All right. Hello, my name is Kelsey Evans. Welcome to the Media Shops podcast. Um, today I am joined by um, Kim and Hannah, and we are also going to be talking specifically about online media rooms. Hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. And I'm Kim. Um, as Kelsey said, we're going to be talking about online media rooms, and obviously we all prepared a bit for this. <laughs> so in preparation, I looked at a site called Pragmatic Institute, and they're kind of a place that's well known for providing insights and best practices and tools for product managers, marketing managers, which some of you listening most likely are. Um, and they sometimes refer to online media rooms as a press room or a press page, so perhaps that's, those are terms that you're more familiar with. Um, and to me, that, ter that terminology is a little bit clearer, but the question for most listeners is going to be, what specifically is an online media room? So what I've gathered, according to the also the Pragmatic Institute, is that it is a part of a company's website that's created specifically for the media. So in some organizations, the online media room is simply just a list of news releases with contact information for the organization's PR person. But also, many companies have elaborate online media rooms with a great deal of information available in many different formats. So they can have audio, video, photos, they can have news releases, background information, and financial data, and even more than what I just said. So you have, you have endless possibilities when you open up an online media room pretty Which much. Which is great, because you like never know what like file format or yeah. style or is gonna be useful. So having that kind of diversity or variety is I think a great idea. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's a lot of web usage these days. Social media <laughs> yes. platforms are, are always expanding. So this is a way to help reporters gather information for their news. Uh, especially since a lot of journalists, not all, of course, there are more traditional journalists, but some journalists are using something called sedentary journalism, which is where they're kind of navigating an organization's website or a competitor's website before calling up the public relations department for information. And this is a great way for them to get that. And I, don't hope, I hope you don't mind me also saying that all kinds of people can visit your online media room. You can have lurkers and snoopers <laughs> who are just trying to peek around and find There's out about, your, about your, your business. Yes. Yeah. So keep in mind as you're, as you're kind of doing these that your buyers and clients and customers are also looking at um, your company by visiting the media page on your website. Yeah, because the customers and the buyers want to get a good feel of like who they're buying from exactly because it just depends on like exactly what your company's selling as well. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're like selling... Um, like food and like they want to make sure that it's nice and like you guys don't have like any yeah. bugs in it or you know <laughs> yeah. like make sure there's no bad press on you guys mm -hmm. and so that's why I think a lot of people might look at it and yeah. it just depends on what your company is and what the customers are looking for out of your company. Absolutely it can also help them kind of gauge your level of professionalism right so if you go in and things are a little messy <laughs> that could make a customer maybe more hesitant to, to work with you. Um, to make sure that you all aren't doing that. Yeah. Um, I personally find that a quick reference guide or tips can be helpful. Um, so we're gonna talk about some tips for online media room creation. Yes, so for our first tip, we have um, a company or, or, or uh, yes, excuse me, a company organizational backgrounder, um, a backgrounder or um, a fact sheet to be exactly, but um, these typically list all the vital information about your organization. Um, includes 
uh, its industry sec sector, um, the history of the company, the names, and um, background of the management. Uh, sometimes it also includes um, listing of products or services, um, depending on your business, of course. Um, it's usually a one-sheet overview, so having just all that important information in one general area. Um, so according to an article I read um, from Business News Daily, uh, they said that when building a website, you must keep it organized. Customers typically find uh, what they are looking for on the first thing they see. Um, just don't make them search, uh, which is typically a major part of um, building your website. You want to make sure it's easy uh, to access and um, you don't want to upset your customers or even just website navigators. Like we said, there could just be a lurker just checking out your <laughs> business. Um, it could also be like somebody who wants to plan a visit and they want to go and check out the, the business. It's nice to have all, all of that um, really important information um, just right there and ready to go. Yeah, have you guys ever been on a website that's so unorganized and just frustrates <laughs> you? Oh yeah. my gosh. Like I know like searching like a website for like a school project or research and it, I know it has information on there somewhere, yes. but I can't find it. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Absolutely. When your keywords don't align with whatever they, they're calling it, <laughs> like you have this idea in your head of what exactly. it is you're look, looking it's for like and there's some tweak and you're just missing what it is you want. I'm like, I can't find what I need. This is ugh. Yeah, that's a surefire way to get me to, <laughs> to look someplace else. So. That's a way to very much so make yeah. your audience or your users or your website mad. Yeah. I, I do not want to have to press Command F. I don't want to have to try and find it. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have a tip as well, and mine is you should have high-resolution images of your company logo. So if you have, like, a really pixelated image and it looks very grainy and doesn't look professional, and it's going to turn away your audience. They're going to think you're not professional. You don't try very hard to have your presence look good, so you probably don't have the best business. So, according to Inkbox Designs, resolution on computers and electronic devices is the number of pixels contained on a display. And this is given as the number of pixels on the horizontal axis by the number of the vertical axis. So, basically, the more pixels in like an image, the higher quality resolution it's going to have. So, in an ideal world, when the media reports on your organization, your logo will show up super clear, vivid, look really good. Everyone's going to be like, ooh, they look good. They look nice. <laughs> I want to go there. Whatever everyone wants to hear. <laughs> exactly. <Absolutely. laughs> so, and this connects with your audience, obviously. And then also your logo should always be either a JPEG or a GIF. Never just have a static PDF because then it doesn't look as good does it have it as high as as high of resolution on your image yeah I think that's a great tip the visuals are always going to be important uh, another tip I, I was you know cruising through the internet just happened to run across the Romanian Journal of Communications and Public Relations <laughs> as one does uh, and the authors were looking into journalist preferences when they're retrieving information from online press rooms um, so they did a full study I won't go into the whole study 
Um, and their findings indicated that journalists got frustrated, just like the rest of us, by some online press rooms, especially if they felt like they weren't information rich or if they were poorly designed. Um, and those types of things reflect bad deal and company, as we sort of said, um, mostly because it kind of, it put, it, it's a hit to your credibility um, because the visuals and the news archives and all those things um, should be intact and current and all of that in a press room. They also found that journalists are going to have greater trust in your organization if they receive fast answers, ideally if you have a media relations person, but if not, just the rest of these tips are, are useful and user-friendly and easy to kind of do even if you don't have a person like that. Um, but the thing here, the main tip, is to pay attention to your press releases. You want them to be in chronological order, so as they were issued. The other thing to keep in mind is that you want to post these as Word documents. So I know Hannah was just talking about GIFs or... JPEGs. Or JPEGs. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I wanted to say PNGs, <laughs> and I was like, nope, not for this. Um, for photos, but for press releases, you want to post those as Word documents. Again, not PDFs. That way they can be easily copied and pasted into journalist articles. And they should also be searchable. I think we touched on searching. Oh, yeah. Just make it yes. easy to search. Easy as possible. Make sure there's a search box so they don't have to go through everything on your website to get what they're looking for. Yeah, and going back to the chronic chronological order, like no one's gonna want to read something from like 2009. Like right. at that point, that's believe it or not, 13 years ago. Yeah, it sounds a long time ago. So like they want the newest information because that's what's most relevant to the company. So um, kind of referring back to what Hannah said about um, the high resolutions, um, our next tip is kind of um, about your photos and videos you want to put um, on your website. Uh, so you want to make sure that they're good, good quality. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, um, but that's fun. Um, was it Romanian by any chance? <laughs> possibly. I don't know. I had like an eye in my good for some reason. Um, it's, anyway. it's perfect. You're good. No worries. <laughs> um, so anyways, you want a, high, or a, a selection of high resolution um, still photos and videos. Um, these typically include headshots of your uh, management team or um, if you're kind of like a small business, like your employees, um, just kind of like specifically about your business. Um, what do you want people regarding like um, your clients, customers, like what do you want um, people to see your business as? Um, you can put pictures of your products, uh, um, the property itself, so like the building. Um, just make sure that nobody wants like a really pixelated or <laughs> yeah. blurry or there's just Steve standing in the middle of the picture. Um, Even though Steve's our those. favorite. Yes, yeah. we love Steve, but <laughs> that's not a good one. Um, so uh, according to some professional content creators, um, I have a massive quote from them, but they are called um, Pepper Productions. That's their, their company name. Um, but this quote, I promise, is like, it's really good. Um, so they say, quote, uh, using quality professional photography and video content across your website, social media, and other digital channels not only catches the reader's attention, or interest, excuse me, but also improves your visibility online. Images and video content are one of the most valuable tools for getting better results from your content. Um, so they found that Visitors are 80% more likely to engage with the content if it's paired with an image, and 64% are 
more are likely to remember what they read or what they heard. And I feel like um, that's just so true because like learning in class, I, I have to have some kind of visual aid. I'm also like a visual learner, but um, just having that picture can help me just remember um, whatever was said or I can, my brain can like correlate and it helps those you two like, things. Yeah, and it helps yeah. you like visualize the product. So like, let's say like, the company selling clothes and they don't have pictures of their clothes. You're like, hmm. Questionable. I don't know if I'll be seeing you guys. <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, that's like a pretty big deal. Like, you want pictures of what they have. And like, food also. Like, I love looking at pictures of food. Absolutely. <laughs> like, when there's a menu and you know, you know how like some have like pictures of some of them, but not all of them. And like, something that I want doesn't have a picture. I'm like, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. I don't know if I can eat it or not. <laughs> right, right. I need a description and a picture. Yes. That's, what I That's what I need in my life. Yeah. Uh, a tip I have is that on your online media room, you should have a map or directions to reach your place of business or your retail locations. So if the media or your customers are going to go travel to the, your location, you want to make it clear where they're going. Since people now nowadays are always cramped for time no one ever has a spare like 20 minutes getting lost on the road trying to figure out where your business is so if you could describe exactly where you're located give them accurate directions and also make sure you have everything just laid out perfectly because people want it as easy as possible saves all time and Make sh- it also ensures that your customers will come because they have direct directions. Yes. Absolutely, and that I think in combination with a photo of the facility, which I think we talked about earlier, is big because I know so I've been to some place and you have the address and you're staring at the building <laughs> and yes. there's like a bunch of stuff inside the building. So like knowing exactly yes. what like what does the thing outside the door look like can be really helpful for me anyway. Uh, sorry. Oh no, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And also it frustrates customers if the directions are wrong. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go here. I can't even get there. <laughs> so I, I've definitely done that before. So. Yes. <laughs> like a, a street is great for me, but if you can tell me it's turn left at McDonald's, that also is very helpful. <laughs> right. I'm a little geographically challenged. <laughs> it's a problem or a gift. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> TBD. Both. Yes. Both. Absolutely. Correct answer. <laughs> there you go. It's all of the above. <laughs> Uh, another tip, uh, just to kind of toss in there, is about press clips and press coverage. Uh, and that's, there's no hard and fast rule, just again, a thing to keep in mind uh, is when including press clips, you can post the covers of the media outlets where you've received coverage with hot links that lead to uh, PDFs of the clip. That way, if your users or whatever are going in and they want to see the whole thing, that they can send the opportunity to read the full article themselves. Keep in mind, of course, that if you're going to include links to other people's media outlets or sites, that they may move content around. So you also have to check those links regularly mm-hmm. to make sure that they are not broken links. Yes, um, that's also very frustrating. Yeah, that one's from expert media training. So <laughs> I think they might know what they're talking about. Hopefully, yeah, they are experts. If not, they should they should consider <laughs> yeah. that name. Oh, I, I would hope that that name would have some kind of factual <laughs> yeah. evidence behind it's a, it. It's a bold claim if that's not actual. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Uh, my, my next tip 
is kind of referring back to having that information on your, um, I, I keep saying employees just for small businesses, but it can be um, employees, management teams, um, just really anybody. It could be about the owners too of the business, uh, of course. Um, but organizations um, are accessed by the strength of their management. Um, so it is wise to put their backgrounds and capabilities uh, right out there for the media to see. So um, I kind of feel like just having this information, um, whether like personal or not, just having those capabilities and um, kind of backgrounds like, oh, that person's from the same hometown as me and that's kind of cool. Yeah, or, it creates like relationships yeah. almost in a way. Like, oh, we're both from so-and-so. Yeah. Um, we both like, did this. You're, you're able to kind of see this business, but like also see their employees, um, kind of get a feel of their vibes, I mm -hmm. guess, if that's how I want to phrase it. Um, but yeah, so having this information can allow your customers or viewers, of course, online viewers, um, to recognize the different characteristics of your employees, and it can also um, attract more. So, mm -hmm. but kind of what I already said, but um, just making it feel more inviting and more personal and not just, I don't want to say, I wanted to, I want to say like robotic, but not necessarily like you can yeah. actually put well, a faces name with no to face, it's, it's a little clinical. Yeah. It's yeah. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Also so. it streamlines, right? So I know if I know what I'm going to the site to find, it helps me know what people's skill sets are Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it saves me time because I know who to talk to. Like right. I know who I need to contact, which I think. Actually yeah. <laughs> and that actually segues into what I'm going to say next. Perfect. So um, you want to have contact information for all of your PR people, especially those who are authorized to speak to your customers. And it is also vital to have like their daytime hours and their off hours and with all their contact information so anyone can reach out to them when needed. I know um, myself personally, I am a communications major and I have a concentration actually in PR. So being able just to go on any site and see like all the contact information for the PR people gives me the opportunity to email them, ask some questions about what they do in their position because that gives me more like insight of mm -hmm. what I'm going to be going into eventually. It helps me just understand more of the PR business and what I would like to do hopefully one day. And going along with um, the contact information for PR people. I highly recommend not requiring the customers to log in to receive this information because that's annoying and it <laughs> slows down them finding it. And again, everything is nowadays is everything, everyone wants it as fast as possible. So they so if they don't have to create a login, then everything will be nice and smooth. They just look at it, find it, and also they have to log in and they get a whole bunch of random emails from you. They're also going to hate that because everyone has about a thousand emails that they don't look at. <laughs> so they'll just probably un uns unsubscribe like right after. So it's not always the best thing for your company. Absolutely. So keep it simple, keep it streamlined <laughs> because they're there for information. Uh, and I think it, uh, this next tip is a perfect example of that. Uh, so this was one to help that's going to be mutually beneficial for you and the people viewing your page so it's going to save you time but also make sure that they can get access to the information that they need to as quickly as possible and it's about evergreen content 
I did not <laughs> fall down out of my chair, and I'm not talking about gardening. Um, evergreen content is content that, let me start over, because words. Um, sometimes content has a shelf life, right? There's things that pop up and then are gone. Uh, and regardless of how engaging or well-written it is, it's only relevant for a short time. Evergreen content is the exact opposite of that. So way after you publish these pieces, they continue to bring in viewers and provide value and save you time because you don't have to keep reposting the same information. Um, Business News Daily, I think you had a quote from them earlier. Yeah. Apparently they're just popular. Good job, Business Look News Daily. <laughs> I know. Serendipity. Uh, gave a real world comparison. So if that, what I just explained didn't make any sense, the idea here is that if you're at the grocery store, evergreen content is your non-perishable, right? So there are canned beans, you can consume them years later with no issues. Whereas your trending or timely content is like that gallon of milk, which is going to spoil in a week, and you're going to have to buy a new one. We don't want to have to keep buying new milk, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so evergreen content can come in a bunch of forms. It can be adapted across various industries, from education to restaurants to tanning salons. A wide variety, as long as you have a clear idea of how you want the content to help your audience, you can create something long-lasting, and some examples would be how-to guides or reviews or listicles, which is kind of what we're doing today for you, a little, a little verbal listicle. <laughs> Plus, it's fun to say. Um, buying guides, Q&As, FAQs, that was a lot of letters. <laughs> uh, but frequently, ask, yeah, frequently asked questions. Um, that way, if there's just base stuff that you could ask constantly, if you just have a list of those things already available, it saves you time from having to repeat the same things, and it makes it easier for people to get those answers. Um, when I when you said evergreen, first thing that popped in my mind was Christmas trees. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like, I mean that kind of correlates because Christmas tree, like Christmas, I guess, it's timeless. Always mm -hmm. happens. Yep. Never like fades timeless. away. It's not a trend. Happens every year on the twenty fourth. Santa Claus comes. Absolutely. And I feel like it's an easy way to kind of remember that tip because you want it to last forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Christmas just isn't long enough. <laughs> Christmas season is the best season. Absolutely. So kind of sticking with our evergreen, several benefits. So we want to drive traffic to our website, uh, and it's going to set you apart. It can help you rank higher on search engines, uh, which we love, and it can help you build backlinks. So if people start citing you, then it also brings additional traffic from outside places. Uh, and it's a value because it saves you time, and it saves your customers time. So less work for you. Perfect. <laughs> we love that. Less work's always better. Yeah. Yes. So kind of piggybacking off of that um, we want to make sure that um, our stories get uh, communicated so by doing that my last and final tip of this lovely afternoon is um, to make sure you want or excuse me to link all of your social media networks um, it's not necessarily something that you like absolutely have to do ASAP but it'll make your life um, as a business owner, um, if you are running your own social medias, um, if you are making your media room on your own, like it's easy to just link all of them. You just have to post on one app and it'll do all of the effort for you. And we love that. We love easy peasy, live it squeezy. So for sure. um, <laughs> work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Yes. So by linking, um, you can post, you can link Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I personally do the Facebook, Instagram, but all sorts of other social networking um, platforms. Um, if you link them, it makes it easy for 
the media to look at uh, who is in your community, um, how much engagement you receive on a day-to-day -day basis, but also referring to um, just making sure that your uh, information is being spread um, if you have a sale or a deal going on, um, depending on your business, of course, um, you can post it on the one and communicate to all of your audiences because I know um, there's also that different age groups use different apps. Mm -hmm. The stereotypical, correction. Yes. Stereotypical, um, I have no da data to support any of this, so. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we all know, like, there's different age groups that may use different apps, mm -hmm. so you're able to link all of your social medias and spread your information ASAP. Um, so John Hughes uh, actually wrote an article in which he found that um, linking your social media can boost engagement, um, of course, as I've said, but um, he also found you can expand your reach, improve um, your search engine optimization, um, and enhance your brand's marketing efforts, creating a clear linking excuse me, a clear linking strategy helps you get the most out of social media marketing. It fine tunes the focus of the content you create and what you share. I actually have a story about linking social media. So I currently run my sororities, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like all their platforms. And I wanted to link the Instagram and Facebook because why not, it's so much easier. Like. Like Kelsey said, just post it on one, post it on the other. Well, I tried that. Post on Instagram. I hit post to Facebook. A post on the previous PR and marketing um, person of my sorority. I posted on her Facebook. And it was like a picture of a different girl. It was like, congrats on winning this award or whatever. And it's like, her name was Riley. Riley, why are you posting about her? Like, th that's weird. Like, <laughs> but it turns out that our, the sorority Instagram was linked to her Facebook. So then I had to unlink that. I tried, like, for hours trying to link it up just to the sorority Facebook page. Could not do it. I don't know how to do it at all. So then ended up linking to my Facebook for some reason. So then I have to go to Instagram, post there copy and paste the caption go to Facebook post photo paste and then paste the caption and then post it from there and that's it's a lot harder than you think it is because it doesn't sound that hard but to remember that extra step is hard yeah, <laughs> I couldn't imagine having to remember to like okay I posted on Instagram so I'm done but <laughs> no you're no. not done yeah no um, I, I also run my sororities um, social media, um, I kind of absorbed the position, and I love it, but we also don't have that problem. Um, we luckily haven't faced that. Um, I took on the position having, I mean, it's self-explanatory, but having no clue like what the prior system was, and then mm -hmm. um, it's Delta Gamma's Instagram, or their fraternities, <laughs> or fraternity words, uh, Facebook, I mean, it's a fraternity, so, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you do you, yeah, their accounts were their accounts, so it wasn't like, mm -hmm. oh, I can just hop on my Instagram, so I had to, like, switch my account, which Instagram is really easy with that, mm -hmm. um, I just double tap, and then I posted on the Instagram for the first time, and then I was like, so what do I do with the Facebook, and they were like, you're done, I was like, what do, you, what do you mean I'm done? And they were like, well, it posted on the Facebook, too. And I was like, oh, 
okay, sweet. So then ever since then, I, I posted today, I posted um, one of the position announcements, and it, um, I did it in like five minutes. I just got uh, my sorority sister to tell me a few things about her and just seething. Just, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I wish I just face. I just wish it was linked. It's so it's it's frustrating. It's so yeah. frustrating. Right? Moral of the story: <laughs> If you can get things linked, do it. Do that. Absolutely. Make sure you make sure you set up the accounts with your business pages, not your personal ones. Yes, and link them. Then that's just awkward. That way, it's oh an easier gosh. transition for the next person. So. Yes. I hope I hope you guys figure that out because that's gonna. Yeah, hopefully dreadful. someone hopefully someone smarter than me can figure it out, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm pretty good at that stuff. <laughs> can do it. Yeah. It'll <laughs> come together. It hopefully. Good. So overall, an online media room is not a static page on your website. It needs to be constantly updated to reflect your new news coverage and significant recognition and accomplishments. Make sure to add your new press releases, your new product information, and your new personnel backgrounds because your audience wants to be updated as you grow and you evolve in your company. So, and also gives a good connection with your audience when they know what like what's going on in your company. So, like, kind of they're in the know, you could say. So, like, they're a part of it in a way. Yeah. So, I guess on that note. We're gonna wrap it all up. Those were all of our lovely tips on um, building your media room for your business. Um, hopefully somebody found it helpful. <laughs> um, but thank you, uh, Hannah and Kim, for assisting well, today. It was well, a thank lovely you. conversation. Yes. I certainly did learn a lot of things today. <laughs> so I learned that I can't link my we're Facebook. Gonna, we're gonna figure it out. I don't know how, but we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> we, we will. Yes, so um, we hope, or I, I, I did certainly.